Thank you for joining us this Tuesday on Hope for Today with Pastor Doug. And the title of our message is called, The Refugees Return. It comes from the book of Isaiah chapter 62, and we'll begin reading with verse 1. It says, For Zion's sake I will not keep silent. For Jerusalem's sake I will not remain quiet, till all her righteousness shines like the dawn, her salvation like a blazing torch. The nations will see your righteousness, and all the kings your glory. You will be called by a new name, the mouth of the Lord will bestow. You will be a crown of splendor in the Lord's hand, a diadem in the hand of your God. No longer will they call you deserted, or name your land desolate, but you will be called Hephzibah, and your land Beulah, for the Lord will take delight in you, and your land will be married. As a young man marries a maiden, so will your sons. Marry you a bridegroom, rejoice over his bride. So, so will your God rejoice over you. I have posted watchmen on your wall. O oh, Jerusalem, they will never be silent day or night. You who call on the Lord gives you no rest, and give him no rest till he establishes Jerusalem, and make her the praise of the earth. The Lord has shown, or I apologize, the Lord has sworn by his right hand and by his mighty arm, never again will I give your, your grain as food to your enemies, and never again will foreigners drink in the new wine for which, I, which you have toiled. But those who harvest it will eat it and praise the Lord. Those who gather grapes will drink it in the courts of my sanctuary. Pass through, pass through the gates. Prepare the way for the people. Build up, build up the highway. Remove the stones and raise the banner for the nations. The Lord has made proclamation to the ends of the earth. Say to the daughter of Zion, See, your Savior comes. See, his reward is with him, and his recompense accompanies him. They will be called a holy people, the redeemed of the Lord, and you will be called sought after, the city no longer deserted. Shall we pray? Our gracious Lord and Heavenly Father, as we talk about refugees today, we cannot help but think of all those people around the world that are displaced from their home countries due to war or persecution or famine or some type of situation. Lord, we pray somehow, some way, they will come home. We pray, Lord, that they will know you as their personal Savior but we pray that things will stabilize in those countries and the people will be able to return to their homeland. Lord, we pray for those that may never get to go home. They're displaced in a foreign land. Lord, we pray that you will help them. We pray that you will send someone alongside their path. It will show them who you are and show them the way. 
Just like Israel of old, you are calling them back, the refugees, to return. And Lord, you would bless them. So Lord, we just ask for your hand upon us this day. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen, amen. You know, have you ever thought about what it's like to be a refugee? You say, Pastor, why would I want to think about that? But how can we relate to this story if we don't? You know, we think of the Israelites. You know, they were in chapter 61. They were, uh, Zion, they were called Zion or nicknamed Zion, for whom no one cares. We see that in Jeremiah chapter 30, verse 17. Israel was utterly despised. It was The people were alone. They were displaced. But God was going to heal them. God was going to give them a home again. He was calling the refugees home. You know, can you imagine what it's like to be a refugee? Pick up what little belongings you can carry with you. You know, and you're leaving your country, you're leaving your people, your language, you're leaving to go to a new land abroad. You leave family, you leave your farm, you leave all that's familiar. And you may never return. A lot of refugees do not return back home. But think about this, if you had a chance to return home for a fresh new start under a new stable government or under more pleasant situations, what a joy it would be to, to return home. You know, I think when I go abroad uh, at times and, you know, I'm in familiar surroundings, But sometimes we have to learn to adapt to where we are. You know, the Israelites went through a lot of change, a lot of situations, but they were returning. You know, the Israelites, you know, when they were scattered abroad, they were taken captive. You know, they thought that Jerusalem, because it was abandoned by, they thought it was abandoned by the Lord, that there would be nothing left to go back to. But God was giving a promise here. Can you picture returning home to the Lord? We think about that and we say, Pastor, what are you saying? I'm saying the fact is that we as people have the opportunity to return to God. We are separated from God. We're living a life, those that are living in sin are living a life that is separated from God. To know God's blessing, to know God's peace, to know God's protection. You know, it's like many, many people are like refugees around the world. They're separated from God, but God is standing there waiting for them like the prodigal son's father, for them to come home come back into relationship with him. It tells us here, for Zion's sake, which Zion, we talk about Israel here, God says he will not keep silent and he will not remain silent for Jerusalem. He was going to restore it. 
till her righteousness shines out like the dawn and her salvation like a blazing torch. Who's going to put them like a light on a lamppost for all the nations to see the righteousness, all the kings to see that God was restoring the glory of Israel. He gives this idea, he talks about a crown of splendor in the Lord's hand. Israelites were, uh, are God's chosen people, as we're reading in the scripture today. And we see that God wanted to bless them. He says, a royal diadem in the hand of your God. He was showing them that he could restore them. He says, you will no longer be called deserted, and the land will not be desolate. God was going to restore. We see about the grapes, the wine. We see about the food, the grain as food. It will no longer be for the enemies or for the foreigners to drink the new wine. The harvest will be for them. They can praise the Lord for that, and the grapes will be drank by them. He gives an example here of a young man marrying a maiden, a bride. The bridegroom rejoices over his bride. So will the Lord rejoice over us, each and every one of us that come back in come back to God. He talks about he posted watchmen on the walls of Jerusalem. They will never be silent night or day. You know, God never sleeps or slumbers. He's there for us each and every day. He's there for us at night. He's there for us 24-7. He's listening. We can call upon him. The scripture says, you can call on the Lord. And as I said, he never sleeps or slumbers. But we need to praise him also. He tells them in verse 10 of Isaiah 62, Pass through these gates. Prepare the way for the people. Today, that is the call that I give. That is the call that pastors give on Sunday morning. Prepare the way for the people. Point them in the right direction. Like I said before, they have to make a choice. And we cannot make the choice for them. Each and every one of us have to make a choice. We can continue to live in sin, or we can repent and be forgiven and walk in the newness of life. Just like the refugees, God was giving them the promise. He was bringing them back to Jerusalem. He talks about here, he says, build up. Build up the highway. It has an exclamation mark there. Remove the stones. Raise up a banner for the nations. He wanted to let them know that Jerusalem was going to be restored. They had to build the highway, the roads. Remove the stones, the destruction. Rebuild. Raise the banner for the nations so people would know that Jerusalem was going to be restored. It says, the Lord is proclaimed to the ends of the earth. Say to the daughters of Zion, see your Savior comes, see his reward is with him, and his recompense accompanies him. 
He's reminding Israel that the Savior has come. The reward was being restored. They will be called a holy people, verse 12. The redeemed of the Lord you will be sought after. You know, as Christians today, we think about that. We say, what does that mean to us today? It was in Isaiah's day. But you think about it. You know, for us, people want to know what makes us different. What makes us tick? Scripture tells us we're a peculiar people. We are set apart for the kingdom of God, for service. People will seek after what, we're, what we have. It's not something like we were talking about putting on a cloak or a robe or clothes or status on the outside. It's who we are 24-7. It's who we are from the inside out. What we say, what we do. Do we practice? Do we believe? Do we walk in what the words of God says? He reminds them that the city no longer will be deserted. It will not be desolate. The nations around would say, wow, something dramatic happened. Think about people's lives. People's lives will be restored. People's lives can be restored. Just like these refugees returning, many, many people are coming to know Christ as their personal Savior in the world today. Statistics, there's many, many statistics that talk about how many people are hearing the gospel in their native language. How many people are being saved? You know, I'm not a numbers person, but numbers are good in some ways. But I believe that we do, as pastors, what we're called to do, preach the word, teach the word, encourage the word, encourage the people. I believe today this message is relevant to someone that's listening. You know, we think of refugees returning. You know, uh, we don't have to come from this country or that country. We refugees are displaced people. And because of Adam's sin, we are displaced. We are separated from God. We are like these refugees. We left everything. We lost everything because of Adam's sin. But because of what Jesus Christ did on the cross, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. That's why Jesus came. That's why Jesus died. That's why Jesus resurrected. Today he's calling refugees to return. He's calling those lost souls to return. He's calling each and every one to redemption. We need to prepare the way for the people. We need to build up the highway. We need to remove those obstacles, those stones. We need to raise the banner high. Sometimes I think the church in general, no matter what denomination, we put our doctrinal beliefs before the mission, before the call. The call of God is that we re 
that we preach the message, teach the message, and we call people to repentance, just like the prophets of old in Isaiah's day. You know, we, we see in Isaiah chapter 63, it talks about the cry for forgiveness and for revival. You know, even in the life of a Christian today, we need to be revived, we need to be re-energized. Sometimes we need to ask God, is there something that's in our way that's hindering our walk with you? You say, Pastor, how can you say that? Well, if you look at the world today, churches do not work together. Christians do not work together for the common good. There's so much separation, so much so many things happening even in local churches. But God is calling us to return to him, just like he called the people of Israel. God is not silent today, and God will not remain quiet. God is still active and working in our life today. God cares about what we care about. God cares about the smallest detail of our life. So today, I want to remind us, you know, it's, it's an invitation that I always give, that we repent. Ask God to search our hearts and our minds to see if there's something that we need to get rid of, something that maybe we need to um, ask God for forgiveness for. Shall we pray? Our gracious Lord and Heavenly Father, what a powerful message today about the refugees returning. We thank you for what you did for the nation of Israel as you restored them. You put them back in right relationship. The Israelites many, many times throughout the Bible would, in the good times, everything was, they didn't need you, but when things got bad, they needed you. But here you were restoring the nation of Israel. You were restoring them. You were calling them to repentance. You were calling them to revival. And you were going to rebuild the city. As you told them, pass through the gates, pass through the gates. Prepare the way for the people. Build up, build up the highway. Lord, that's our call today. We want to call the people to come to you. We want to build them up and we want to encourage them. And Lord, we want to raise the banner for the nations to see, not this denomination or that denomination, but as Christians standing side by side, shoulder to shoulder, living, believing in what the Word says, practicing what the Word says, reaching out to our world around us. Lord, the message of hope is that the refugees would return, and that's what I'm, my prayer is today, that those who are lost, those that are separated from God will find Him. They will listen. They will repent and they will be renewed. 
Lord, we pray for our brothers and sisters that are refugees around the world, living in conditions that aren't fit for, for an animal even. Lord, we pray that countries that are in disarray, countries that are in shambles due to war or political situation, we pray for peace. We pray for a great awakening among your believers, that they'll pray for leaders, godly leaders, people that will live the word and be who you've called them to be. Lord, we pray for those that may not ever get to go back to their country, that somehow, some way, one of the churches or those in outreach will be able to share the word of God, the message of hope. Lord, as we look around the world today, there's so many countries that are being taken over for one reason or another. Lord, we pray for peace, a peace that passes all understanding as we've talked about. We pray for those yet to know you, that today can be that day. They repent, you forgive, and they can walk in a newness of life. It's as simple as that. So Lord, we just want to thank you for this message in Isaiah 62. We ask it in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. So thank you for joining us on this Tuesday on Hope for Today with Pastor Doug. And we look forward to joining you on Wednesday with a new message of hope and encouragement. God bless. Have a great day.